surprise bonus episode my name's Uncle Sonia I'm back in my bag again I can't believe you knocked over the microphone <laughs> it's like I'm an amateur or something I've never done so yes I'm putting on my scarf in this room room temperature bedroom of yours okay so you need so to don't just, let me interrupt your intro so, anymore so, so, so than needless I to say butchered this so needless to say my introduce my introduction has now been butchered but we'll we'll work with that anyway joining me host of the hot stove cast and also gives you the insight to some of baseball's newest things that you may not have heard of yet i am glad to interrupt my usual bi-weekly madness to bring you this bonus episode with the one and only zach simon zach thank you what an introduction what an honor to be in this in your presence in this room the great <laughs> uncle asonye the host of in my bag a show for the ages by the way, secure the bag, Philadelphia, Bryce oh. Harper. Of course, of course. Of I, I course, mean, come on. Course. It's in the bag. His so, thing is secure the bag. <laughs> I kind of had to go there. So, so he broke. So he broke all the records. He deserved to break all the records. And all of a sudden, the talk has gone from, oh, baseball is going to be on strike to, uh, all right, let's play baseball again. Ooh, which well, I, th- which I think is cool. Like I, I've always been about the baseball players getting paid. Go get your money. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't care what sport it is, actually. What, what it, don't let anyone tell you, oh, well, team-friendly this, organization that. No, you go get paid. But the fact that Bryce waited it out and he got his money, to me, I like that. I did. I just well, do. That's, uh, yeah, get what's yours. You only get one chance. This is his chance. This is his moment, and he took advantage. He had Scott Boris as his agent. You know, he's uh. He's a pain in the behind for many, with all due respect to Mr. Boris. But I'll tell you what, for Bryce, that's his pain in the behind. And good for him, because like you said, he got his money. And I think what's really amazing, or one of the amazing parts of this, like there's a ton of things we can talk about here. We can talk about how Bryce chose the fans of Philadelphia over the other fan bases. Uh, We can talk about the years, which is really what I want to get into. What's nuts about this is that no one really expected the 13 years, right? And it almost, it's as if it's like... And I'm so sorry to like our mutual friends and listeners and from the DC area who are listening to this. <laughs> but it's like I'm laughing. He's like he chose like I'm gonna be Philly. Like I'm gonna be Philly, f- and that's and that's that. And I, it blows me away as a Philadelphia sports fan. Um, but it it's first of its kind. 13 years, a lot of money. But oh yeah. But so much or not on an annual basis rather of the money where you can now bring Mike Trout in. Okay. See, that's interesting because Mike Trout – see, we, we, we do have to blame the national media in, in some way because it seems like every big-ticket free agent is, oh, he's going to the Yankees in some way, shape, or form. I think maybe 2009 was was just the, the one year where they go, oh, well, they're back. But that was because there were a lot of needs that the free agent market could only fill. But – now, with seeing the way that the Yankees even played this offseason, Mike Trout to Philly has now gone from ha-ha to now an actual thing because oh, the yeah. Yankees' outfield is going to be set for the foreseeable future. Stanton's locked up. You have to re-sign Aaron Judge, and oh, yeah. Aaron Hicks just got extended to a seven-year deal. That's your outfield. By the way, I hyped up Aaron Hicks quite a bit like five years ago before no one talked about him. I remember that. And, and I'm glad you did because, wow. He's got skills. He's got an arm. He basically does a little bit of everything. He's, and, 
Yeah. And I'm just so glad that the Yankees kept him. I'm glad the Yankees kept him. And the thing is, this offseason, people were so intent on getting Bryce Harper. They're like, oh, Hicks, who's that? I'm like, he's your who's best. That? He's your best defensive outfielder. He's one of the best center fielders in baseball. Sure. He was called by many the second best center fielder in baseball behind Mike Trout. Sure. Like that's that's a strong take. It's a strong take, but it, it was Mookie kind of Mookie's a right fielder. He's a right fielder. Right. They have Jack, yeah, we're, yeah, we're Jackie not, Bradley or Benetton Benetton's left. Play center for them. It's Jackie Bradley. Okay. And he platooned because he, he was struggling hitting. They have Benetton and then Martinez and TH. All right, all right. I mean, listen. I Who wins heads up right now, Yankees or Phillies? In a, in a seven-game series. Yankees, why are we having this conversation? <laughs> you didn't even take a second to think about it? Why do I need to take a Who second to think oh, about oh, it? Well, because the You Philly, know, then let's go position by position. Position by position? You really want to do this right now? Yes. Let's go position Who by position. Who has the position. better closer? Sir Anthony Dominguez or... Or Aroldis Chapman. I'm probably taking Dominguez. You're a liar. No. If you Dominguez is healthy... liar. ...and doesn't have dead arm like he had Stop in July it. last year for the rest of the season... So Anthony Dominguez is basically like the second best closer in the game the besides part, Craig Kimbrell. Well, the best yes. part about it is, number one, Craig Kimbrell is unsigned. Number two, Aroldis Chapman went through dead arm and he threw, oh, I don't know, 96. Yeah, that's pretty bad for him. Yeah, because as usual, it's 101. It's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's really but for But for him to go dead arm and go 96. But I can't be – I'll just say this outright. The Yankees' bullpen is probably the best in baseball. There's no denying. That. Oh yeah, I mean, so we're you not go even, like we're not eight even or nine there. deep there. It's crazy. But in order to get to the bullpen, you gotta give at least five, maybe four plus innings. And we talked about this earlier. I don't understand what the Yankees are really doing with the starting pitching right now, but it's to be determined, I suppose. Oh, let's see. Paxton as your number one, I can buy it. He's he's as great as anybody when he's healthy. But that's the thing: is he going to be healthy? Well. What's interesting is that the Mets aren't good for many things, but one thing they were good for, it's something I kept an eye on, is the fact that they went to a six-man rotation. Wait, the Mets at at one time last season and the season before went to a six-man rotation, partly out of necessity, partly because they wanted to limit the the mileage on Syndergaard and all that. And I think if, if you're the Yankees and you're concerned about Paxton's health, that's a route to take for July and August. I'm not buying it. I, they don't work. Six men's don't work. Okay, so they don't work for a full season. Who's after Paxton? Who's Severino? Been? Great. Okay, Severino's Severino's, Severino's amazing. Severino's the top five pitcher in baseball. Right, right, right. But after those two, who you got? Tanaka. Okay. Tanaka. Who's but he's decent. kind of a health question mark too, and he's he's, he's getting up there to be honest. He is, and yeah. he's and he, but he did manage to stay healthy. Give me Nola. Pavetta, Arietta over those three. I know you're like thinking you're out of your mind. And you Pavetta's going to have a great Pave- year. Don't I, Pave- you dare poach him for Pave- me in our fantasy draft. Pavetta over. Let's see. Pavetta over Tanaka. I'll give you that. Hundred percent. Yeah. No. I'll probably take Severino over Arietta, and I'll probably definitely. Ooh, Aaron Nola's. I'd call it a draw. Yeah. No, yeah. No, Nola. Nola. But Nola's probably going to play more. Yeah, he. Is. Well, that depends. If Paxton stays healthy, then it's not even an issue. That's the biggest if, though, because. If Paxton is hurt, and I'm sorry to all the Yankee fans who listen to, to in my bag, I almost said security bag, but <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I said almost. <laughs> How is he going to stay healthy in October? How's he going to be healthy by then? And you know, by the end of October, that's a tall order for this guy. He hasn't been to October. He's played for the Seattle Mariners. 
Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> like, eh. But he's also he's just not healthy. So we'll, so we'll see. And I mean, look. All right. So you want to go position by position? We now. are going to position by position. First now. base: Reese Hoskins versus who? Luke Voigt. Oh, that's I'm giving no, it to Hoskins. no. That goes Hoskins. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. What's better than people give him credit for though? Third I base: Andahar. You got that over Franco. Not even close. Shortstop: Segura versus it's. Uh, well, Gregorius is Gregorius. injured now. I was mixing him up with Didi. No, um, it's it's the same dude. Dean oh, Gregorius. Who am I thinking? I'm Glaber. Glaber Torres, right. Because Glaber's um, playing second. Right, right. Um, Give me Segura. But they're pretty close. But Segura's going to produce better. I, I, I would honestly I would honestly give you Segura over. Yeah. I'd give you Segura over Gregorius. Not yeah. by much, but I'd give it to you. So you got Glaber yeah. at second? Yeah. A double plays second for you guys. Yeah. No, he plays outfield. He played second like many years ago when he first came up. Mm-hmm. Even for like a minute. He was center field with double. Or he is center field. We have... I believe Scott Kingery playing second base. Yeah, don't even think about it. I'm pretty sure we have Kingery playing second. Glaber takes that. Doesn't yeah, that's definitely our weakest position, no doubt. Obviously, Bryce Harper is. He's just like a slight. He's slightly better than. Um, Where is he playing? Judge, I think right. I know Bryce was a left fielder. He was. I think Bryce isn't right. No, Bryce wasn't right. Yeah, Bryce is not better than Aaron Judge. I don't know about that. He might be more powerful, but Judge might. See, that's Bryce is an anomaly of sorts because when he's healthy, like, and I mean healthy, he's as good as basically anybody in the game. That's but true. But he hasn't been able to do that. He's only done it twice, and he he didn't do it last year. Um, he had flashes in the second half, which is great, you know, for the close yeah, term stuff. And but. the fact that he had such a bad first start to the year, the fact that he finished with thirty plus homers and a hundred RBIs, that's. It's nearly heroic to, when you look at the rest of his lineup and all that sort of mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, let's center this up. Field. Center field, you, it's probably you because we have Oduble. Hicks over Herrera. Yeah, it's, it's when Oduble's it's clicking, close. it's closer, but Oduble's – he'll make you scratch your head. And in left, we have uh, – what the heck do we have? And I, I have shouldn't John. say we. I, I have John Carlos standing. A former so. boss of mine said you never say we for your teams. The boss who's definitely probably listening to this. Smart guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doesn't matter who it is, because if you're reaching this hard to beat John Carlos Stan, you're not beating John Carlos Stan. Terrera, Harper, and is it Williams? Like I said, you're not on my own team. Yeah, you're blanking, which means he's not Sanchez or Real Muto? Which means, ooh. I'm taking Real Muto because I know Sanchez can't stay healthy. He'll hit 240 no, with, it's like, not, it's 26 not, it's not bombs. That, it's not that Hold Sanchez on. can't stay healthy. It's that he can't field. <laughs> oh, that's bad, too. Oh, it is. He can't run either. <laughs> Real Muto can run. Yes. Didn't he have double-digit steals for, like, two straight years? Uh, He definitely had double-digit steals last year. Uh, he's, they all, he's gone up in steals every year. You know me. I barely keep track of steals. But... <laughs> Real Muto is legit. And no, he I, really And is. I know Stanton's – oh, man. I was hyping up Stan, uh, Stanton. Sanchez so much when he first came up. Oh, my gosh. McCutcheon, by the way. So much disrespect for McCutcheon. He's our left fielder, but he does not compare S- to Stanton. Still Stan. not better than Stanton. <laughs> but, but McCut- – and I have to put this on the record. McCutcheon had a sensational September, and I think the Phillies are buying into that with he the Yankees. He did. Yeah. He did. He knows how to work the plate, and that's so, so important. Yeah. People will say whatever they want to about his tools, but his tools are still there. He doesn't have to be the MVP on this team either. I'll tell you what, as we're wrapping this up, I feel like the Yankees have just like a slightly better roster. But there's like some asterisks. Like if Reese Hoskins breaks out the way I think he could possibly do it, if McCutcheon uh, has a, 
an above average year. If Odubel clicks, and if Harper has like his year, if Harper has his year, he's pretty much better than all the Yankees. He, I. You keep telling yourself that. Really? While, Who's while, better? Who's better? I'm Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge strikes out a lot too. Aaron Judge strikes out a lot while hitting 52 home runs and hitting over 300. What are we talking about here? Does he really hit over 300? Excuse me. Last year, while he was injured, he did hit 267. The year before <laughs> That's what that. I'm and on. Bryce Harper hit 240. Bryce Harper hit 240 last year. What are we talking about? Oh, there's like no comparison with these guys. There's just not. Now, why are we Judge saying that raw. when I have- Judge is r- much more raw, so I'll give him that. Um, raw in terms of what? Judge has never hit over 300 in his entire career except for 278 bats in A ball in 2014. So, so, that, so, so the year that he hit f- 52 home runs, he had 280. 284. 284. With a 31% strikeout rate when it was 30 and a half last year. That's great. No, strikeouts, it's not. Strikeouts are fine. Strikeouts are better than double plays. Okay, well. Yes, they are. They're better than the The way I've been thinking about baseball these days is actually quite different from when I was younger. Because I would have thought, oh, it's all about contract rate. That's not necessarily true. Your boy Bryce Harper proves that very point. My phone's dying. You're getting lucky here. Uh, What do you (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't cop out to don't cop out to argue. I need my dad in front of me, my home dog. (laughs) You know this. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, um, I mean, when Har- I, I say this, I said it before. I'll say it again. When Harper's as you know, clicking the way he should be for a full, he's as good as basically any player. And I'll tell you what, he could very well win the MVP because of the stuff around him. Yes. Yeah. He. Um. It's not far fetched. It really not is at not. All. not. Considering at all. Christian, I mean, Christian Yelich is good. Javi Baez is a strikeout machine. Um, who also who did who he actually hit over 300 last year? Did he? I'm pretty sure he did. I think you're right. I think he hit like the three, like below 310 right in there. Yeah, which is nuts. He's a, he's a specific anomaly because he hits the ball so hard that it just finds holes. When in reality, he's not that great of a hitter, but it's because he hits so hard that he's better. Because harder hit balls have a better chance of just glancing by people, glancing by people. Yeah, uh, finding holes and. Thus, your batting average goes up. Now, like he has one of the best exit velocities in the league. I'm pretty sure. Javi Baez, which, which I believe, and also I feel yeah. like his the bat he swings is bigger than him, almost like Alfonso Soriano. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. How, remember, tall, how tall is Javi Baez? You know anyway? what I said in 2014? Uh, I think he's like <laughs> six one. He's six one. He's not that tall. Why does he? No, he Maybe seems smaller than that. He, I, I, I that, he could be. He might be five eleven. Because like the the torque that he gets in his swing. It makes me scared for his back, but if he can handle it, God it's a lot. Bless him. I remember watching him in, in Double A in 2015, and I said this on Twitter in 2015, and I took a lot of flack for it. I was like, I think Javi Baez has has a chance to be a better talent than Chris Bryant, and people looked at me like I had five heads because oh. Chris, Chris Bryant was basically uh, he know, was a god. In yeah, that. he was. And Javi Baez just finished second in MVP voting. And I'll tell you what, I'll still say I think I just barely maybe might rather have Bryant. Because I think Brian Spad is just a tad better, um, and I think Bias is probably due for a little bit of regression unless he can manage to keep up those numbers and the power. Um, but the shortstop play from Bias keeps him super close. It's so weird because he was one of those util. Usually, utility gloves don't find a home at shortstop for sure. But the fact that he did is insane. Can we talk about the Cubs for a second and just like how they're not? I don't think where they should be. 
You like, what happened? You want to know what's crazy? I was actually, I'm still reading the book by Tom Verducci, The Cubs, The Cub Way. Yeah. I think The Cubs Way. The book's in my bag. I've been reading for the last couple of days. It's a, it's a fantastic read. But I think it's less about the Cubs regression and more about the NL Central catching up a little bit. Wow. And I, I know it's a bit of a reach, but Milwaukee came out of nowhere. Walk, no, I think Milwaukee. I, and I think Milwaukee's here to stay. Yes, and I I told people for the past two years something's brewing in Milwaukee. Quite literally, that quote. But that, that that's fine. <laughs> um, um, with the Cubs, I respectfully disagree for I think three reasons. First, and one of the bigger ones is that their walk rate amongst their pitchers for the, about the past two years is sky high. I think it's like in the bottom five in the league, which is very unheard of for Theo Epstein teams, teams that boasted guys like Jake Arrieta when he was in his prime. Mm-hmm. John Lester had better years. Um, they had Kyle the, Hendrickson in that rotation. Kyle Hendricks was he much better. He regressed crazy. a lot. Yeah, I think they fired Honeycutt was their pitching coach. Uh, they definitely fought, they got rid of the guy in the past year. Um, that's that's a big red red flag for me. Um, that and that's like a that's huge. I mean, for a Theo Epstein led team, that's that's a suspect. Another one, trading away Eloy Jimenez, who is basically I think one of the Aaron Judge probably Stanton Harper maybe maybe have better power than this guy and like that's it maybe Baez really this guy has since and like all the writing is on the wall and, and they traded him for like Jose Quintana that's it there I don't we understand go that's that. the other guy in the rotation I think a lot what, of walks for him too what hurts the Cubs is that the power pitching is just not there yeah because I feel like with the approach that Honeycutt probably had for his pitchers it works if you have guys that throw 95 plus, but Lester doesn't throw higher than 93 anymore. No, Lester's two years removed from being, you know, being John. He was. Lester. I remember he yes. was like, I, I owned him in fantasy in I think 15 or 14 or it was one of those years, and he had like a 2.5 ERA going into his last start. And he gave up like eight runs or nine runs in three innings, and it jumped to like 3.25, and he was forgotten in the Cy Young conversation because of the blow up. Yeah. He had a great year though. Phenomenal year. Um, and the last thing um, um, about the Cubs that irks me a little bit is that seven-year, $171 million contract, $169 million for Jason Hayward, when like I feel like at the time, even though his fielding was superior, it was pretty obvious his bat, his swing had holes, plural. And like it was, that's it right was, field, it man. It was dead obvious. That's the that's Bryce funny. Harper contract you needed to have today. I don't think they would have made a play for Bryce Harper anyway. Jim Hickey, but was stepped down as their pitching coach in November last year. Really? Yeah, that's that's the guy. Sorry, that is sorry surprising. to Rick Honeycutt. Yeah, sorry, Rick Honeycutt. <laughs> that's anyway. also really surprising because Jim Hickey made something out of nothing all those years in Tampa Bay with Jim with uh, Joe Madden. I didn't realize he was in Tampa. Can we talk about the Rays, by the way? The Rays- How are they still around? Dude, the Rays Why are going to be great this relevant? year. Why is that opener thing still working? Oh, forget the unquote. Oh, uh, excuse me. Forget the gosh. opener, unquote. That's a distraction. The oh, Rays The Rays before the Phillies just made all these moves were my team to shock the world oh, this season. Oh, I don't. Why can't they just go away? <laughs> Why do they compete with a shoestring? But no, it's not fair. It's not fair. Who is Kevin Cash? How does Kevin Cash come out of nowhere playing 10 plus le- 10 plus seasons in the league as a backup catcher and now he's pushing all the right buttons to win 80 plus games again? So come I, on. I hate man. to do this to you, but 
You sound like a whiny Yankees fan. And I it, it shows. certainly do. And it shows. I certainly do. Why can't our division's hard enough? Why can't they just not compete? Joey Wendell, shout out to the Philly sports writers playing second base. Good second baseman. But they got this guy, Brandon Lowe, coming up who's good. They have another guy. Listen, Tommy Pham is super. He's great. I love Tommy Austin Pham. Meadows is good. Tommy Pham is when he's clicking, he's as good as anybody. He he's can win gonna, the MVP. He's going to be their all-star this year. Yeah. He's definitely going to be their all-star this year. Dude, Charlie Morton. They got Charlie Morton for like $15 million for two he, two years, oh, $30 they got million. for nothing. Uh, 15 a year for Charlie Morton. He's great. Yeah, they're going to the play. The, the ALS is sending three teams to the playoffs Get again. this pitching rotation depth chart. This is courtesy of TampaBayRays.MLB.com. Okay. TampaBay.Rays.MLB.com. Whatever. Blake Snell, obviously. Blake Snell, Charlie Morton, Tyler Glass now. Who's great? Nobody else listed. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I and just, <laughs> and it's gonna work. It's gonna might, work. They're gonna pick Sergio Romo to start a game again. Like what? Yo, is you want this? a sleeper though? Red Sox fans who are listening, Jalen Beeks, who was traded to that team. He's he's it's list. He's listed in their bullpen. I bet she starts. He gives him 120, 140 innings of productive work this season. Guarantee it. Hey, that guy is good. I'm telling this you. Rays team, man, they have this first base prospect, and I like hate to spill the secrets ahead of the draft, but this guy named Nathaniel Lowe is good. This guy is talented. Left-handed first baseman. He's like six foot four, two forty. He's not the one they drafted last year, is he? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure he's not. He's. You think it was a 15, 2015 draftee? Okay. Um, but anyway. Dude, the Razor, it's that Morton signing, man. And they probably, knowing them, they probably have two good options to follow up for the pitching. That you'll never hear of until they come up and shock the world. Anyway, so this is your show. So I was going to ask, like, do you want to switch gears or do you want to keep talking baseball? This is this is my show, so you let me call the show. Do it, please. I don't really care. Um, I think. Guide we, me. I like the baseball angle for right now but i want to touch something a little bit different if only because it is finally march ah daylight savings time is going to begin again we're going to get more of the sun we're going to get more heat it's going to be so amazing with that being said yeah what is your take on I would, I guess, not the statistical evolution of the game, but the cultural evolution of the game. Okay, okay. I thought you were about to go down a rabbit hole that I didn't want to go down. We're not, we're the... not touching that okay. rabbit hole at all. <laughs> um, I have no evolution of the game. Interesting question. This is a question I like to ask people in other sports. <laughs> no, I don't mean that in a disparaging way. Like hockey, for example, they always talk about how there was never any advertisements on the boards. They didn't have helmets. Um, that's and they no like helmets. leather helmets. That's, that's, that's bad. They basically know helmets when they had leather helmets, but, but that's bad. You know, checking was <laughs> up, uh, fights were up, etc. With baseball, wow, the evolution of the game. They're at a crossroads because baseball has an average viewing audience of that's 53 years old, and that's the highest of all the sports. NFL is like 43, hockey's like 44, NBA is like 37. So NBA is obviously in the lead with that. I I think this. And thank you for giving me the floor here. I think this pitching clock... No, rewind. I think this situation about speeding up the game is very much overhyped. And how are you really going to do it other than like dumping commercials at some point? Which no one will get 
interested in. No one will do that because of that's know. money, money. Exactly. No one's doing that. The pitch clock's only going to do so much. What really bothers me, and this admittedly is only going to take a minute off the game anyway, but what really bothers me is how you get 30 full seconds to decide whether or not you want to challenge a play, and that's 30 seconds of just time wasting when in reality you should know five seconds, maybe 10 tops in, like, okay, I want to challenge that. And it just it's it screws up the flow of the game, so I don't like that. But as far as the game's transitioning, I think it's actually in a really good place because of the advent of social media and how a lot of the home runs or videos are accessible. Um, I think um, people, because of fantasy baseball, among other things, and because of what I just said, it's easier for fans to be clued into other players, not just their own teams, um, which is nice for like selective viewership. Um, I, I think it's very, I think people, I think there's, you know what I think it is, uncle. I think there's a, an underground envy of baseball because it's 162 games that's a lot more time a lot more revenue of these people who cover other sports like damn baseball's 162 games the nfl's 16 games like come on <laughs> like so there's probably this kind of like underground thing of people being bitter about baseball and they're trying to pluck away ever so slightly at baseball and no i think baseball's in a really good place i think before <laughs> you want to talk about the evolution there are people in in the 30s who would show the whole stadium would be full of of men and I, I suppose a few women and all the men are wearing black suits and black hats and, you know in in like in hot bleachers and stadiums that can barely support you know fans and concessions and bathrooms and stuff and now granted that's kind of the same for a lot of sports too but it, it's awesome today the stuff they're doing at stadiums to incorporate the family experience um, I'm spoiled. I kind of just realized this having attended a, a Brooklyn Nets game. Um, I, I um, identify with one of the best fan bases in the world, one of the most rowdy uh, fans who just get up for their teams no matter what. So I'm a little spoiled by that. But at the same rate, and I've been talking forever, so I'm going to send it back to you in a moment. But at the same rate, I think baseball is getting creative. Like minor league baseball, which I cover with the Hot Stove cast, um, I try to find those interesting promotions as well as try to bring light to the teams that go above and beyond as far as like engaging the fans. Um, you know, in uh, Lehigh Valley, they're bringing out Stanley Hudson from the office, like oh, a wow. VIP meet and greet. You can go see him. Double A Reading this is all the Phillies. They're doing, uh, they're having Kevin Malone from the show. I don't, something Baumgartner going. It's the Kevin, the fat guy. From uh, the office, the office. Oh yeah. wait, whoa, wow, yeah, wow, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. Wow. This is all the office, and like I bought a ticket for a VIP to go see Kevin from the office, and like, <laughs> like I'm so excited for that. Like this is baseball. I think is in a. I don't know why it gets the negative reviews it does. Maybe there's even a possibility the data is uh, is incorrect. No, that's probably not true. But I don't know. What, what, how do you feel about the evolution of the game and, and where it's going today as I, opposed to where it used to be? I think I'm finally starting to get people I enjoy to have a reciprocal appreciation of something that's really been a part. Because a couple things that frustrate me about baseball is just there is a place for tradition. There will always be a place for tradition. But I think it borders into being stifling, and, and that's 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 not okay. 
When you say stifling, what do you mean? I mean that the day that you tell kids that they can't show emotion on a baseball field, yeah. you've, you've ruined the game. Because in no other country is tossing a bat seen as totally, ah, don't do this, blah, 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 blah. Like, I went to a game in Japan. They had bands chanting for every player at the plate. I didn't understand a word. I didn't find a single soul in the stands who looked like me, but it was the most incredible experience ever. It really was. Not even, I didn't even get to go to the Tokyo Dome. If I ever get a chance to go back, that's tops, tops, tops on the list. But it's just people do not quite understand and respect that this is supposed to be fun. I get that, yes, they are making millions. Yes, this is work. But it is supposed to be fun. Let them show emotion. Let them be young. People sort of forget that these are still 25, 26-year-old grown men going at it. Right. Even the ones that barely are barely grown men. Barely, yeah. yeah. I, that make that definitely just as barely immature. Grown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there's nothing there's nothing immature about showing emotion. There's nothing immature about showing emotion. It's time and place. Like if if you as a pitcher get mad that a that that a batter pimped his bat on a home run, whose fault is it? Yours. Don't hang a curveball, dummy. <laughs> And if you're ag- and the baseball, you've heard this a thousand times. It has a way of policing itself. And you know, if uh, that person pimps the home run, they're probably going to get hit the next time they go to the plate. And- Which is bad. Yeah, that's encu- that's encouraging really stupid behavior because you're less mad at the fact that you screwed up or you just got beat, and more mad at the fact that the guy lets you know about How it. How significant of a pimping are we talking here? That's that's all kind of what it boils down to. Real. Is Let's he staring see. the pitcher down? If he stares the pitcher down, he pretty much asks for it. No, if you stare the pitcher down, that means there's some bad blood. Sure. If you stare, it the, happens. Yeah, like if you stare the pitcher down, there's got to be some bad blood because that's that's pretty extreme. <laughs> so if you stare the so if you stare the pitcher down, you might as well just fight after. Remember that. when Roger Clemens threw the bat head back at uh, was it Boone? No, it was Piazza. Was. Piazza. That was the weirdest thing ever in a world in a freaking World Series game. Roids, what what kind of thing is that? Oh, roids, oh, roids, oh, roids. That's B12. Yikes. He should still be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. I disagree. But I'll tell you what. I think Kurt Schilling should be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely not. What? Why? Why? I'm being being biased. I don't have a good reason. Oh, come on. As a pitcher, he's great. As a pitcher, as a pitcher. So stop. That's all you have to say. Yeah. Okay, fine. I mean, does he have some highly questionable endeavors after he played baseball 100 percent, hundred thousand percent. but i'll tell you what he didn't cheat and he put up incredible numbers in an era where a lot of people were cheating okay let's talk about you let's talk about cheating for a second because baseball loves to have very selective memory when it comes to this sort of stuff. all sports do oh of course but baseball is most nefarious especially sport. football Ooh, let's we're not even going to talk about football i don't care about football but the but baseball the reason why baseball is the worst is because baseball likes to act like it doesn't happen or that it never happened. Baseball will fondly hold on hold on no because baseball will fondly remember Phil Necro or Gaylord Carey, Gaylord Perry excuse hey. me with the spitballs the screwballs and hiding stuff. But all of a sudden, guys take steroids all through the nineties. Everybody knows, and it doesn't become a problem until two thousand and four. Well, that's a that's a separate 
that's a related and simultaneously separate issue, if you will, in its own right, because they definitely could have talked about it more, but they needed the ratings and they did what they did for, and it's definitely not a good thing. And they'll even admit to that. In high yeah, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and cape for it being moral or it being a good thing, but then don't try to be, don't try to have buyer's remorse over something you have total control over. All right. Before I get to steroids, let's just acknowledge that in not only baseball, but in all sports, Players were always trying to find that extra edge to get ahead. In the Super 70s facts. and 80s, it was amphetamines, Super aka facts. like ADHD medication. I might be slightly off there, but oh no, that's no, that's even now. Then, yeah, they do then, that. Then someone, then someone that. just gets suspended for using Ritalin. Uh, the, it, there, it has happened. I forget who it was, um, but it was kind of yeah, big. Yeah, it happens, too. and um, and uh, I'm pretty sure they used uppers back in the 50s and 60s, mm-hmm. um, and even like the. Th- they, they found ways to circumvent the system, really. And, heck, when you're playing more than 150 games a season... Like, you have to... You, like, it's hard. Three, three Over three hours, and you're standing out in the field every inning, and you're at the plate for three to four times a game. Like, that's... I'm not justifying that people should be using uppers to at their job, no. But <laughs> but but especially since they're night games where you're dealing with the lights, it's... It is. It, it's. It is. It's not normal. It's really an extraordinary lifestyle because you travel for three, three to four days here, do it here. Some players are single. You're kind of isolated. It's. It's. Yeah. The more you think about it, the more you almost empathize with the players because, unrelated to the steroid thing. But, um, all right, fine. So we can bring back to the steroids. Um, <laughs> cheating, cheating, cheating. <sighs> Like every, ugh, it's just like, I listen. If you use steroids, some players sucked when they use steroids. Okay, I'm not gonna name who they are because one prominent example is actually currently in the game, and you can probably draw the line to that if you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. <sighs> um, uh, anyway, if you use steroids and you're let's let's just boil it down, okay? If you're a pitcher, you know how to locate your pitches well. If you know how to do that. And you use steroids, you automatically add about three miles, four miles, five miles an hour to your pitches, probably, if not more. Okay, that makes you a machine, a titan of human nature. Okay, you could have already had a successful and prominent, uh, promising rather career doing what you did not on steroids. And I'm thinking of Roger Clemens as an example, but you probably wouldn't have made as much money because you wouldn't have had as long of a career. You wouldn't have had um, the power on your pitches. You know. You'd be throwing. You just wouldn't be throwing as hard for as long, and that's obvious. Now, the same thing goes for hitters. If you're Barry Bonds, for example. Um, now, it's not. I'm not even sure. That's if it's my proven. least. That's my least favorite case. Why? Because he would have been a Hall of Famer anyway. Yeah. Oh, 100. percent And that's why. Yeah. Barry Bonds was a guy. He would have had like 400 steals. Maybe he's the only. No, he's the only. 350 member. homers. He's already. The, he was already the only member of the 500-500 club, or at least on pace to be the only yeah, member but, of the 500-500 uh, club. The, the home runs and he that was part of it. The let's, let's be honest with ourselves. No, 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 no. Most of the home runs he hit after 2000 and after 2000, that those were. I'll admit those are scary. <laughs> those are scary hours. That's the yeah. best way I can put it. Well, he hit, but he. But that's. But then we're looking at. No, I. I, I need actual numbers for this. Otherwise, my, my point is, is done. Barry Bonds is an extraordinary hitter. Okay, Barry Bonds could have very well been the greatest hitter of all time if he decided not to use steroids and just focus on being a great hitter. That is what enabled him to be such a great power hitter because he was already such a great hitter. He could do whatever he did to get that stuff into his system and then just step up to the plate and not even swing as hard as he had to because he had 
gotten all this artificial mass and, and strength and just put that into the baseball. There's a famous video. I encourage you guys to Google it after you're done listening uh, to In My Bag by Uncle Sonia of Barry Bonds hitting a ball out of Angel Stadium. It's probably his most famous home run. You can't even see the ball, but you can just see the way he hits it in the trajectory. It's it's unheard of. I mean, I never personally saw, Oh, my gosh, I have a Barry Bonds story, actually. I never saw him homer in person, but I went to his batting practice, okay? And, oh, Philly fans, I'm sorry. But this <laughs> is a real thing that happened. So I'm at the stadium. I'm like, what, 12? less probably 11 10 i was probably 10 or 11 years old so i'm at the stadium going to bp which i've caught eight home runs in batting practice by the way we don't have time to go over all those wow wow it's fun i really enjoy that um i did catch a placido polanco real home run in in the flower basket in left field that is cool it was not in the air but i still got it and what they do is the ushers come down to you, they hand him the ball, they take it down to the locker room, and he signs it for you, and they spring it back, and they give you a signed ball. It's Citizens Bank Park, That's man. Cool. The Phillies take care of you. No That's joke. Cool. Anyway, I'm off on a tangent. Barry Bond story. I'm at batting practice, and he hits a rocket. Shocker. Hits a rocket off the facing of the second deck. I remember like it was yesterday. It was a Budweiser sign, right? No royalty paid for that. <laughs> Budweiser sign. Um... And it just, you know, it just dies. You know, it hits the center of the sign, it dies. And I look up, it's falling right right at my face. Okay? The sign or the ball? The ball. The ball. Oh, okay. The ball. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is my moment. And I kid you not, this is something that actually happened. I was shoved from behind by an adult. The adult caught the ball and ran. And my dad's looking at him from afar and he's like shouting at him. And, I'm, and the guy's like booking it. And he must have been like in his mid-30s-ish. Maybe late thirties. Pushed a kid to catch. I know. I know. What a jackass! <laughs> what a piece of garbage! Oh, that's a real Barry Bond story I have. Uh, but oh my God, that was that Campbell. That was what? I forgot his name. Dang it! The ball hawker, you know. Oh my gosh, is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, guarantee it's that guy. <laughs> Yeah. I'm pretty sure it wasn't because I think the age. No, I'm pretty sure it was not. But that <laughs> that would have added to the story. By the way, guy, if you're listening to this and you remember any part of this, you're a terrible human being, and I'm willing to say that. Okay, I'm very willing to say that. So, um, I don't really know where to go from there. Uh, <laughs> how, <laughs> how you feel about? I mean, you're you're so adamant about. I want to know why you think. Guys like Clemens and Bonds and I suppose Rafael Palmero, uh, maybe not as good of an example, but why should they be in the Hall of Fame? I think Palm, for I think Palmero's not going to get in. Definitely not. But why? But tell me why these guys who are I don't want to use the word convicted, but found users of an illicit substance that proves that to improve your performance, you know, at an artificial level. Like tell me. And I understand what happened in the past, but it's different. Like it doesn't make you physically. It's not. I'm going. I'm it's gonna, totally different. I'm going to tell you why. It's totally different. I'm not going to have a scientific argument because I would <laughs> fail miserably at that. But here's what I will say: If we're not going to go back into the Hall of Fame and start asking questions, then we should stop this whole charade. Whoa! Wait, what do you? Mean? Whoa! Slow down. Let, yes, there were players before who are in the Hall of Fame now who definitely used substances to better their performance. Full stop. Yeah. So at that point, what are we even talking about here? Because the truth of the matter is, 
Those numbers are not going away. Major League Baseball is not the NCAA where they can vacate home runs or any other statistic. And my biggest problem, it's like I mentioned before, it already happened. Baseball knew it was happening and didn't want to do anything about it until after the fact. Because if they had done it in 1999, all of a sudden you have, if if they, if they go in in 1999 and they start unearthing stuff, then it's like, oh, okay, maybe we can nip this in the bud. But they didn't even do anything about it until Jose Canseco released his book that embarrassed the hell out of Major League Baseball. What a guy. By the way, that's not the hero that anybody would have asked for in any way, shape, or form. But he ended up being in that role simply because baseball wanted to tell a different story. I'm pretty sure they're still taking applications to go to Mars with Jose Canseco, by the way. I'm going to pass on that. And before I – baseball definitely needed the ratings during that time, so that it probably explains why. Apparently, baseball was really struggling because it was after the 1993 – Four. Thank you. Strike. Mm-hmm. And they just needed it. And Which is weird because Hideo Nomo brought back, well, at least to L.A., for being the first Japanese player in over, what was it, 30 years at the time to come and pitch on a Major League Baseball team. I'm guessing that probably wasn't enough of a push. So I get what you're saying. But it just, like, and, like, faulting baseball for not coming out with the news sooner is, like, totally a valid thing to, to be upset about. But I'm not really sure it still relates to how or why a guy like Bonds or Clemens should or shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. They were tremendous, exceptional talents. Alex Rodriguez, same thing. Um, but to what extent was their performance artificially inflated? And if you can't tell me for sure, then what are we talking about? Oh, come on. Look at Bonds, dude. If you look can't at him te- physically, if you can't tell me for sure. What are we talking about? If we're not going to take away wins from Phil Necro, let's not have this conversation. If we're not going to take away home runs from Hank Aaron, let's not have this conversation. Why are we taking home runs away from Hank Aaron? Hank Aaron himself admitted that he used greenies. What? Amphetamines? Yes. During his playing career. You know what? It's literally in they books. used heavier bats too. It, so I so I so either we're gonna go in and make it a full investigative exhaustive thing, or we're gonna drop the whole charade, except that it's part of baseball's imperfect past and move on. If you get caught during steroids now, yes, you're a cheater and yes, you're an idiot. Oh, baseball has such an you know, it's funny you bring this up because I just think baseball is such an interesting history in general because what no one talks about now is how the balls in baseball were definitely altered in the middle of 2015 and um, nobody talks about it and it's it's documented baseball denied initially then i'm pretty sure i'm like 99.8 percent sure they did a news dump that admitted it oh yes they did oh yes yeah thank you and uh so how what impact does that have you know how many times (laughs) How many times did you see that? Oh my god! Like those guys in that in that year who had great years of the year after. Like the people didn't know this stuff, so they got great contracts because they inflated their home run totals by ten or so. And like you know, it's just like so. Like what? Can you imagine if they had this juiced ball, quote unquote, era? It's a dirty expression. I'm sorry. Oh, but if they Lord. had this, um, you if know. they had this anywhere in the 2000s. Oh yes, my yes. god. <laughs> Bonds hit home. Bonds would hit a hundred. Yeah. Be insane. Can you imagine if Bonds didn't play in a park that had like triples alley? 
Listen to me. Put that man in Yankee State. Oh my God. What people Ridiculous. what people thought was gonna happen with Stanton would have actually happened with Barry Bonds. Uh-huh. And he would have just had the he would have he would have gone to he would have gone to bat with one arm, like, all right, where do you want me to put it? <laughs> you know it's first of all, Stanton still might do it, but you know what's crazy about Bonds I love is that when Stan, you look though. at Bonds' stats, yes, he was not what he was, but he could have easily played probably one to three more seasons. And he didn't because San Francisco wouldn't give him another contract. Yeah. And he was such a polarizing figure. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure he asked around. Someone probably would have signed him, you know, for to put people in the seats. I I have no doubts oh, about yeah. that. But I think he just wanted to maybe stick with the Giants forever. You know, he could have. He uh. They could have hit 800 home runs. Right? What? I think they eventually retired his number. Yeah. I think so. Okay. So you have to. Yeah, you, you can't have to. Afford, you can't afford not to. We took you to your only World Series before the even year, before the even years. They didn't win one, did they? they didn't no, win. they didn't yeah, because no. 2 was as close as they got. And um, who they lose to? Tim Salmon, and <laughs> right. he lost to like Tim Salmon, Troy Percival. Dude, who else was on that? Wasn't Angels that Troy team? Gloss? Yes, that was a yeah. Troy Gloss team. That was uh, they had another great pitcher. Wait, 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 no, 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 wait. No. Oh, Percival yeah, that was, was fantastic. that was Gloss because that was before Gloss went to the Blue Jays. So that's Gloss, underrated player. Um, and possibly unstable. Ah, no, I can't make that assertion on that man. You said it, not me. No, I can't make an um, assertion on that man. I apologize. I don't know anything. The hell else are we gonna talk about? Well, my podcast. Thank you for listening. If y'all are still with us, yes, I, we are. So, yeah, tell me, tell me about the. Tell me how the podcast started. Well, I got this idea um, a few years ago where I wanted to interview prospects, and I was working for somebody else at the time, and I left that company for my own reasons. And um, I'm grateful for them, uh, but I inter- I went to parks parks and I interviewed players, and I that was you know I, I you know, I've done sports radio whatever, and I decided you know what I want to go because minor league, here's the thing uncle minor league baseball is really weird, um, in that they need to find creative ways to get people to a ballpark so they they have like monkeys riding dogs herding sheep as a promotion. And it's a national hit. It sells out stadiums left and right. I did an interview with the owner of that promotion named Tim Leppard. It's called Cowboy Monkey Rodeo. And it's, I believe, episode four on my YouTube page. It's labeled 104. But I find the unique thing. Like, that that kind of sets the tone for what minor league baseball is all about. It's very much a family experience. It's They have wacky promotions. Like, the Reading Phillies have this... Uh, um, crazy hot dog vendor who just like runs around in like a pelican suit, no, like a flamingo suit, and he throws hot dogs, and it's like a tradition. You talked about traditions earlier. Um, the uh, they some people shoot people out of cannons, okay, to draw people. Um, just really weird promotions. Um, so I, I saw minor league baseball is different from major league baseball, and I wanted to help people get to the park. I wanted to encourage them to follow the game. I was like, you know what? Let me do weird interviews with prospects mm-hmm. so i interviewed prospects you know like contextual like get to know you interviews and some of them are like well you're from cincinnati steven spielberg is from cincinnati if you could and you play for the yankees you know it's kind of a hollywood-ish flair in new york you get some media exposure out there if you could host i'm sorry not host if you could direct or lead in any movie you wanted what would you choose um oh, wow I have a guy who, uh, Kyle McGowan, likes to take luxurious vacations. He actually lives in, uh, I think it's Montauk. Is that? Whoa. Way over there. That's all the way out. Yeah, he's way, we're in Long Island now. And um, 
Congratulations, by the way, Kyle. He was the first member or first guest of my show to make the big leagues. Uh, whoop, whoop. Yeah, congratulations. Um, and, you know, he likes to take nice vacations. I'm like, all right, Kyle, you have, I think I said 10000 or 100000 I forget. But you have an unlimited budget. Tell me about your vacation. Where are you going? Um, stuff like that. Really different stuff. Now, obviously, we talk about X's and O's a little bit. The start of the interviews, some of my guys. Oh, a really fun one. Um, Phillies interview, Tyler Gilbert, who actually broke. He's a non rather he's a non roster invitee to the Philly spring training. Uh, he's excelled greatly. I think he'll make contributions with the club this season as great, a reliever. Great, great, great. Tyler Gilbert. Point is, he makes beats right, and his beats for his Double A club at the time um, would bring the Latinos and the white people together, and they would like rap. So I wound up rapping. Like he would, he made a beat, and I rapped with this guy. Oh, tell me this is on tape. It's on tape, episode four. Oh, I'm I'm about to play this. Tyler oh, Tyler Gilbert was episode three or four. I I'm forget. about to find it and, and attach it. To <laughs> it's this really corny. Wow. I gave Meek Mill a shout out. Um, <laughs> it was I, he liked it. He if, said, "If you get a champ, if you get a champions chain, I want it. <laughs> Championships chain that is, I want it." He said, um, "You know, we should bring you in next time we do a recording." I was like, "That would be incredible." Uh, another, and it, you ain't hit like I feel offended. <laughs> and you ain't gonna tell me like what? I got you, I got you. All right, I see your music set up here. That's cool. Um, I'll keep you in mind for the Yankees. When I rap with the Yankees prospect, I interviewed a Yankees prospect. He was traded in the James Paxton trade, Eric Swanson. One other example I'll throw in there. Um, a guy named Brandon Bonilla. Um, not re- not related to Bobby, correct? Just his son. Well. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah. So he's a, he was a prospect with the Aberdeen Ironbirds at the time. Now he moved up a level. He's with he's in the Orioles system. He's a reliever. Really interesting background. Is he in Frederick? Uh, I don't know if it's Frederick. Uh, I, think I feel like Frederick. No, I think he's in Delmarva now. Okay. Delmarva's the A team. Frederick's the high A team. Okay. Um, Bowie, and then I forget the triple A team. But that's okay. Bowie's double A. Um, uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Brandon's interesting because he went to college in Hawaii. He grew up in California. Obviously, his dad is a big leaguer. Oh, so Brandon's wow. interview was special because 20 minutes of podcast bliss, as I like to sometimes call it, this guy was in major league clubhouses when the Marlins were winning world series, he was the bat boy for Albert Pujols, Mark McGuire. Okay. This guy, he, he's mentored by Ken Griffey jr. John Smoltz. Whoa. Um, this guy has stories at the Wazo, And it's just, it, it was really awesome to hear this from this guy who obviously, you know, he's playing with all these guys, uh, who have no major league experience himself included, but he has leaps and bounds. He has more major league experience than 95% of the guys around him are ever going to taste. Not having even played a single pitch in the bigs. So that was a little different than some of my interviews, but still very much the same. You know, I kind of wackier get to know you interviews. That's the way I'd kind of put it. Uh, definitely. Yeah. So I enjoy and I really don't think you're going to get these kind of interviews anywhere else. So I like to try to bring people close to the game that way. Um, little, There's some stuff in flux this year for the show. Um, visit hotstovecast.com to see all of the content. Hotstovecast.com. Um, and uh, some surprises are in store. I'm going to be writing a little bit more. Um, there's a little little sample teaser there. Um, but, yeah, some surprises are in store. You can follow my, me on Twitter, at Hot Stove Cast. Zach Simon, that's me. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's – I mean, I like to talk about food a lot, too. So if you are if you like food, stadium food, that's <laughs> in there. I know that's, like, all of you, so please listen. Best stadium food you've been to so far. Oh. 
You're either going to make friends or enemies with this answer. Be careful. <laughs> uh, minor league? Yeah. Oh, it's it's a draw, but it's it's a lean. But All right, then give me your top three. I was gonna, uh, can I give you two? I'm giving you two. All right. Um, honorable mention. No, I'm giving you three because you asked. Honorable mention. <laughs> they have like a, a a stuffed pretzel, soft pretzel at the Reading Phillies that was closed the both times both times I went there. Okay. I really want that. It was recommended. And what was it stuffed with? I think you could put a chicken steak, a cheese steak, like what? buffalo chicken steak. What? Yes. This is and probably more if you have those options. Oh. Yeah, man. Doesn't that sound outrageous? Oh. Um, yeah. So, by that, the way, if y'all can't tell, I'm, 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 I love to eat. I'm a fat boy, <laughs> and I mean it, and I love it. Um, okay, so there's your honorable mention: <laughs> the, uh, a Redding stuffed pretzel. So okay. in Aberdeen, Maryland, kind of close. Um, Redding's close-ish too to Long Island. Well, Redding is worth the trip. I, I, I just told Uncle this before the show. You literally, there's a Redding is better than a baseball stadium I've went to. I'm not going to say which one, uh, but, anyway, but anyway. Um, no, it's not a knock on. It's just the fact that Reading is such a tremendous. The operation, the 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 way the employees treat you, the the atmosphere, the concessions, every. The, I need a full. It's amazing. Two weeks just to explore. It's amazing. Um, anyway, food. Um, they have a burger in Aberdeen where they just updated this Cal Ripken Jr.'s operation. They have a burger that has uh, pulled pork on it, coleslaw. And like some barbecue sauce, and wow, it's like that's a, a lot. thick burger too. That's a lot. It was a lot. It was good. It wasn't sensational, Oof. but it was good. That's a lot. I don't know if I could go for that. That's, now, a, that's actually a lot for me these <laughs> days. Well, it was. I try to eat the best thing on the menu at the stadiums. Now I don't usually eat red meat, but that's whatever. Fair. Yeah. Now top one. Now this was a barn burner. Oh man, I just can't believe I hate myself for using that expression in 2019. Anyway, oh uh, my God. <laughs> so anyway. Um. Wow. All right. So go up to Hartford, home of the yard goats. Okay. So this is this is across the ferry. Okay. Right. So yeah, I I did work in Hartford. By the way, I forgot to tell you that. Um, and uh, they uh. Oh man, it's so good. They have this place called Bear Smokehouse Barbecue, and they they have like, in the city. Yeah. You're familiar. I think I've been there. They ha- Yeah, they have locations, and they have one in the stadium, too. And by the way, Hartford has a promotion, before I get to the amazing barbecue, they have a promotion where they put chicken nuggets and, like, it's called Dunkin' Donuts Park. They put chicken oh nuggets my. and munchkins on a skewer. No. <laughs> That's, Absolutely like, as minor league not. baseball as it Absolutely gets. not. <laughs> no I way. It. I wanted it, man. No it, way. They ran out by the time I got there. You should consider yourself blessed. <laughs> we might not be here if you had enough of those. Yeah, you ain't lying. Uh, <laughs> okay. So So anyway, see. wrapping up, Bear Smokehouse Barbecue. Wait, time out. Don't they have a lo- I'm sorry. Don't they have sure. a location right by the Excel Center? Excel Center in, in Hartford? Hartford? Yeah. They have three locations. That's the sure. one I went to. Oh, God. Isn't it All great? Right. It's fantastic. Yeah. Now tell me what you got. So they have like I didn't I didn't I didn't eat these. They have great meatballs. Or maybe I sampled a meatball and like they have like pork rinds that they throw in with everything. But the real thing that took the cake, no pun intended, was they put they have this sensational mac and cheese, okay? And they yes, also have they do! Yes. Yes. And they put brisket in a in like a little tray and they, they're generous with the brisket. <laughs> and it's so good. They just put a plop of mac and cheese right on top. And it's it's heaven, man. It was so great. It was. I want it now. It was so amazing. Now. Oh. Oh wow. Oh. I, all the memories are coming back because that place. Oh. 
I, I was coming back on a work trip and I'm like, all right, I need some dinner because I had a very long day. And I sat there and I was just, I was so sad. I knew that what I was eating wasn't all the way healthy, but I was so satisfied with myself. <laughs> I was like, this is worth it. And usually when it comes to barbecue up north, no. it can be very, very dicey. 100%. This was not dicey at all. Oh, my. Goodness, I'm allergic to your cat. Pardon me. Um, uh, it ain't mine. <laughs> well, it's here. Um, by, by the way, first first ever interview done on premises. I'm usually on location everywhere else. So, where's your location if you can't share? Um, no, I'm not gonna share. <laughs> okay. I respect that. It isn't a New York area. No, I've said Long Island before. It's it's in Long Island, and that's all y'all. Can Uncle, uh, listen, I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know you gotta go to sleep, but you wanna let's let's tell listeners about where we just went tonight, what we just witnessed, and how we met, because it all ties in together. Yes, it does. So, by the by the way, by the time you hear this episode, it'll be a week past, so you can you can put it together however you choose to for our listeners. By the way, stick, thanks for sticking around. Thank you. So, we recently just went to a Brooklyn Nets game, and... Why'd we go? To see the one, the only... Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. And at first, when Zach said, hey, I'm going to be in the area, let's go see this game. I was like, oh, it's far away. All right, sure. Next thing I know, he hits me. He's like, oh, uh, did you Venmo me the money yet? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Wait, it's next week? Okay, sure. So we we went after a very, 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 very successful Monday. And hallelujah, this dude... This dude made Steph Curry's three look like an elbow jumper. <laughs> and if y'all don't know which Steph Curry three I'm talking about, I need you to either Google Golden State Warriors at OKC Steph Curry or just stop talking to me because you should know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but Luka Doncic had the audacity to pull up from beyond half court. And beyond bank it in half court. And bank it in. What kind of disrespect? <laughs> what? At, at the what, buzzer. What? 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 It was How? beautiful. Like, and I'm, I'm, we're sitting there like, wait, what? Everybody gets up out of their seat and like look at each other like, no, no. They're like <laughs> giving each other that shove. You know what's like, No, we didn't just see that. No. <laughs> He's unreal. Yeah, man. His, he, it's just smooth as silk he is when he unreal. shoots. Oh. He couldn't save his sorry team tonight, though. They so. literally lost by like more than 30. We left to catch a train. Oh, absolutely. Which, by the way. And, and I, that breaks every rule of mine. Me I'm too. usually we're, we're usually of the rule. You paid for the ticket. Stay for the whole game. Can, if I may, the only time I ever left a Phillies game early, once. And Ben Revere hit a ho- his first home run in like over 700 at-bats or 700 games after I had left. <laughs> hey, hey. So there's your lesson. You, you stick around. Did they eventually win the game? I don't even remember. All right, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. So, but the reason why the Barclays Center is so important in this here friendship of ours is because it's where we first met. Sure. And ironically enough, by the time this episode airs, the A-10 tournament will have started. Yeah, it will. So, wait. Go is, it, is it next week or Maybe, the week after? I don't we'll, we'll, we'll do the math. Wait, I think it might be the week after. Yeah, maybe. Oh no, it's just like at it the starts... no, it's at the end of that week. I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? Anyway, it's definitely within the next eight days. Yes. So anyway, 
Which is today the fifth. Okay. Anyway. Thanks for supposed to say. Thanks that? for dating the interview. I told you just said we went to the Nets game against Dallas, and so. I told them to do the math. I wasn't gonna spoon feed it to them. Well, we're like an hour in, so who cares? Uh, right. Anyway. <laughs> so we met listening? when I was working. <laughs> Stop this. <laughs> oh, anyway, I was working the A10 tournament at that time. By the way, special thanks to Commissioner Bernadette McGlade and Drew Dickerson for the opportunity to work for a really great tournament. It was it was really nice. And that was the year that the A10 sent six teams to the NCAA tournament. No, I'm not getting paid for this. Anyway, <laughs> we met because I was working the championship game that day, I believe. VCU was playing. I remember that. It was VCU. No, it was VCU against St. Joe's. That was Shaka Smart era basketball. I would not miss VCU Shaka Smart basketball. Of course not. awesome. And the crazy thing is, they got beat by the St. Joe's team that only went maybe 60. Probably 60. Phil Martelli, man. That's how he does it. Yep. So that was a team (laughs) with Langston Galloway, DeAndre Bembry, Halil Kanasevich. I don't know if Bembry was on that team. No, Bembry was on that team. Kanasevich definitely was. Kanasevich was a senior. What a beast. Galloway was a senior. Bembry was a freshman. Because remember, even though Bembry declared early. Didn't Bembry play last year? Bembry got, dra- he, no, Bembry got no, drafted in the first round. Yeah. No, so Bembry. First round pick? Yeah, he was the first-round pick. Yeah, by the Atlanta Hawks. Nobody gives Phil Martelli the respect he deserves. Not at all. I've been saying this forever. No one listens. I'm telling you. He's... So anyway, I'm sending this... I'm standing in in the seats, and I see Uncle kind of doing his media thing, and like, you know, uh, yeah. And I'm like, should I send this tweet? I'm here. I kind of want to go. Should I do it? I'm like, ah, screw it. I'll send it. So within like 10 minutes, when you know, he finishes up his business. 10, 10, 15 minutes. He comes up and we just start talking, and the rest is history. Like, this guy is one of my best friends, and we talk about sports and life and what have you for a long time. And uh, if I hadn't sent that tweet, I don't know what the hell I'd be doing right now. Wouldn't be uh, here. And it's also very true because I don't know what I was planning to do with the rest of that day. It was a Sunday. <laughs> it was a very long day, but it was. <laughs> It was so cool because it was a it was something that I didn't expect. Certainly not at a championship game at a like it was it was nuts. By the way, as much as I like like Unqua, his dog is like twenty times cooler, named Chase. That's fair. <laughs> That's totally fair. Makes you know it really puts the icing on the cake of this trip. Yeah, he'll yeah he'll run around and go play with you. I will be in my bed asleep. <laughs> I'm excited. I can't wait. Oh, that little scamp. <laughs> Listen, tell the people. I know you mentioned it once before, sure. but if anyone's been on this wild and crazy ride, they may have forgotten and they may or may not read the description. So please tell the people where they can find you. Hotstovecast.com. All the stuff is there. My podcast, uh, the interviews, what the show's all about, link to my YouTube page. You can find me on social media at Hot Stovecast on Twitter, Hot Stovecast on Instagram as well. Um, yeah, so that is my podcast, the Hot Stovecast. Thank you so much for everybody not only listening to this, for listening to Uncle's podcast as well. Uh, it's always great to support your fellow podcasters out there. So most importantly, if you like baseball, tell your friends about it. If you like music and culture and sports, pop culture, you know what Uncle talks about, tell your friends about it. Podcasting is growing. That's and a big uh, fact. 
please subscribe to not only his podcast. Well, obviously you're probably already subscribed. Um, subscribe to mine as well uh, on YouTube. I'm on iTunes as well. Expanding. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's what it's about. So, um, yeah. Lots of big changes coming, but hotstovecast.com is definitely a good place to start. I like to tweet a lot. You can find me on Facebook, too. Oh, yes. Um, I, yeah. I, I, if you like baseball opinions, hit me up on Twitter at hotstovecast. But, yeah, thank you, Uncle, for the time. This was awesome and impromptu as heck, and I like it. The best, this was cool. That's the best part. I love dropping bonus interviews. I love it. I love it. And now... If people get spoiled enough where I got to do this weekly, that means, oh, man, that's extra work, but I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you for thank you for coming in, Brody. It was fantastic. Thanks for having me. If you want to keep up with the kid, underscore sometimes JR on Instagram and underscore A-S-O-N-Y-E on the Twitter. I like underscores a whole lot. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. If you want to be a part of the show, leave a message in the Anchor app. Love to hear it. Possibly play it back. Depends on whether I like you or not. Nah, I'm just kidding. Thank you for joining us. Peace. Peace.